great to be here with you. It's great to be worshiping with you. And uh, man, we're closing out a series today. And uh, we're walking through the book of 2 Corinthians. And so we walked through chapters 4, 5, 6, and 7 in the fall. And we talked a little bit about what it meant to have a perspective and an understanding of what God is doing that could help us to walk fearlessly, undaunted, taking a stand for our king. And that was sort of the early to mid-fall. And then we jumped into chapters 8 and 9 of 2 Corinthians, which is all about, yes, God has changed us. Yes, he has shaped us. Yes, he has rocked our world and given us perspective. He is filling us up with his power, with his love. And I'm just telling you, as we get filled with who God is, that starts spilling out of us to those around us. And that's a generous life to be lived. And uh, that is a response that we have from knowing our God and being able to live with him. Generous is something that happens in us as God comes upon us. And uh, so chapters 8 and 9 has been all about the celebration of what it looks like to know our God who is so generous and then be able to pour out to those around us in a generous lifestyle as well. And uh, so we've been walking through chapters 8 and 9 all about getting that heart of giving and making sure we grasp what it looks like to know our God who is the great giver, right? And uh, he gives beyond measure, amazing what he does for us. And because of that, man, we have a sweet privilege to live alongside of him and give into this world and back to him. So today we're talking about give to grow worshipers. Kind of our last moment here as we're walking through the end of uh, chapter 9. Give to grow worshipers. And so turn with me, if you will, to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 10. And we'll walk through the end of the chapter here, starting in verse 10. And uh, the first point to give in order to grow worshipers is, man, we are just managers. God is the ultimate owner. We're going to have to grasp that. We're just managers. God is the ultimate owner. Share to foster worshipful thanksgiving. And uh, we are just managers. God owns it all. And scripture's super clear that the God of the universe owns everything. And uh, those things that you declare mine on, just so you know, those are things that are on loan for a season, right? And uh, God owns everything in the universe. And he entrusts to each of us certain things, whether it be possessions or whatever. And as he entrusts those things, we have a responsibility to manage them well, not just to hoard unto ourselves, but to manage well so that God might get all the glory. And so part of our job in what we do when we manage is making sure we reflect the very character of God in how we're living, that everything we do honors him and it looks like him, all right? So the first step here is, man, recognize we are just managers. God is the ultimate owner. Share to foster worshipful thanksgiving. Let's dive into verse 10 of chapter 9. It says, he... Who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. So he's staying with this farming metaphor. If you remember from last week, we ended with a bit of the farming metaphor talk. And uh, he's being clear about the fact that where there is seed sown, then there is something that can be reaped out. And if you throw just a little bit of seed, well, then you get just a little bit back right? It's really related to each other and the amount of sowing and the style of sowing kind of manages then what is reaped after it. And he's like, just so we're clear though, as you go to sow, 
There's he who supplies seed to the sower. Everybody say, that's God. Right? It isn't just the seed farmer down the block. Right? We're like, well, I buy my seed from Bill down here. And uh, that's my seed provider. And uh, no, man, he gets it from somewhere ultimately. And just so you know, in the end, God owns it all and is ensuring out that each of us has the opportunity to be able to sow seeds. And remember, this is a metaphor, so he's not just talking about we all should have crops, right? He's like, hey, man, we're planting into this world and we're doing things uh, to be able to help cover needs and to be able to help grow our souls. And uh, God supplies the seed to the sower and bread for food. It says, so he will supply and multiply your seed for sowing. And uh, man, he's going to give and he's going to continue to give in various ways. And uh, it doesn't mean that he's always going to give the same seed. It doesn't mean he's always going to have you giving the same way. But it does mean that he's going to have a plan. He's working with you and he's calling you to share out of your time of your talents, and of your treasures. God is entrusting to you. Hear me, he owns it all, and he's spreading out what he owns, and he's calling you to participate with him in being able to sow into this world that God might get all the glory. That God might get all the glory, right? And some of us are like, that's not the message I heard. I thought that it was, I try to heap as much as I can unto myself and then keep it all for me until I'm gone. And, and that was the plan. And, uh, you know, you've seen the bumper sticker. He who has the most toys wins. Isn't that a sad bumper sticker? And, uh, man, all of life there is lived on, no, I'm the owner. And I'm going to try to reap it and heap it all into myself and keep it to the very bitter end. And just so you know, this passage is like, no, just so you know, God is giving so that we might have something to give. Are you catching that? He's supplying the seed. And so God is giving to us so that we might have something to be able to sow out, to give out. And he supplies, and then it says, and even multiplies the seed for sowing. And where there is faithfulness in walking through life with your God, God does then start to say, look, here's an area where I want to work with you into this world, and I'm going to give to you in this way. And, and maybe it's of high talents, maybe it's of, of high time availabilities, maybe it's of high treasures, whatever it is that God's giving, he's giving you an opportunity to be able to pour out, and then he starts raising that up. Your faithfulness is God responding then in with more in that area, and there's an opportunity to continue to give out. This is a partnership with your God. He owns it all. You're managing a little. And God is deciding when and where and how much to give to you. And as he gives, be faithful in giving that out that God might get all the glory. That's the plan here. And uh, God knows exactly what he's doing. And uh, how often we get into a moment where we're like, I don't like the amount that God gave me. I, I think he should have given me a little more. And uh, usually the back end of that is so that I could keep it for myself. And uh, usually that's not so I can give even more out. And we start declaring we don't like God's plan when we want to try to amass more. And just so you know, this passage here is not saying God gives so that we can have. It's saying God gives so that we can give, right? It's seed that can be sown. And God's got a plan and he owns it all and he's entrusting to us along the way. 
It says, not only does he multiply your seed for sowing, it says, and increase the harvest of your righteousness. So if you really want to know and understand what God's main goal in the harvest is, it is not to increase the harvest of your physical earthly treasures. Everybody say, not that. It doesn't say that. It says to increase the harvest of your righteousness. His goal is your soul transformed one degree of glory at a time. And he's working with you and he's shaping with you and he's laughing with you and enjoying with you as he pours onto you certain opportunities to give and you get to see your life changed as you walk with your God. And it's a huge privilege to be able to walk with our king and to be changed by our king. The harvest is your righteousness. Hear that, man. The goal of giving has nothing to do with the physical earthly properties in the end. It has everything to do with soul transformation and change that lasts forever. Righteousness. May God get all the glory. And all of God's people said, and it always comes back to glorifying our king. And it says, you will be enriched. And uh, that word means exactly what it sounds like. Like, you are going to have more and uh, rich and uh, lavished upon you. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. You will be enriched in every way. And I'm just telling you, there's a lot of people who have read this verse and they get a little off. And they're like, that's it. See, God says, I'm going to be personally enriched in every way. And just so you know, the word you here is in the plural form, not in the singular form. Okay, He's saying to the church at large, God is going to give into the breadth of you in every way. Now to each one is going to be unique giving and unique entrusting, but across the whole of the church, every facet and need will be covered. And here's what he even says when you tie it together with last week's passage. And sometimes the needs won't even be covered within this body, but across into other church bodies. And all the churches rallying together will have enough. Sometimes some having more and others having less, and sometimes the other way around. And whichever it is, all the way around, a guarantee that the churches are given enough in every way to be covering out on those needs. Do you get that? Man, this is a call to not put your nose down and ignore everybody else around you, but to be partnering out beyond your church. And all of God's people said, it isn't just about what goes on in these church walls. It is about what's going on in the capital C church, what God is doing all over the world. And we have a sweet opportunity to participate. And let's be honest, man, America is a a very um, lavish place to live comparatively. And we do have a lot of privilege and a lot of opportunity. And there is more given into the American churches right now entrusted by God than there are into some of the other churches. And that's God's plan right now. We lean on that. We get that. But that means we have responsibility to rally some things together. And when we're planting churches and down in the third world countries, which we are doing, and we've got three more coming up this next year, just so you know, they can't afford that. And we can. And all of God's people said. 
And so we're putting churches down there in third world countries like Haiti and like across the Caribbean and wherever it goes that God might get all the glory. And there's cost that comes with that. And we incur some of that to say we can't wait to help care for you and keep you running. Let's see God glorified as hundreds and hundreds and even thousands are coming to know Christ. Praise be to God. Amen, man. That's a huge deal. We as a church rallying together, and and yeah, we do have a chance to give into third world, and those differences between our world and third world are significant, easy to see, but you know what? There can even be needs in our own backyard. May we see and grasp that and be able to care for that with all we've got. Our job is to keep our eyes open. Our job is to understand that God is supplying. Our job is to understand that this is about our righteousness in the end and God being glorified And uh, know this, God has a plan. He's not leaving us hanging on a limb. It says, you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way. And then he says, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Man, one of the things that comes from giving into needs is those around see God invested into it and they begin to say, thanks be to God. And there are people that are involved, and as people are sharing with people, we could say, thanks be to Bill for giving to me, right? But the reality is, if you look back even to the beginning of these chapters, right, he says, thanks be to God for Titus and his heart. It's so important that we grasp that when God is doing something and we go on a horizontal thank you moment, know this, we need to turn it to a vertical thank you moment right after it. God is invested into that. And man, may we make sure that we get it clear that we serve a loving God and that's why we're invested into caring for those needs. And he's like, just so you know, when we care for needs properly and appropriately and we're celebrating our God along the way, man, there will be a joyous thanksgiving that will come, a massive celebration of God, a thank you back to him as the needs are covered. And uh, it says, By their approval of this service, by the ones who are receiving the needs being filled, by the ones receiving these gifts, they're like thankful for and celebrating in the service being given. They will glorify God. They will make much of his name. They will celebrate the fame of the name of Jesus Christ. They will absolutely lift him up. And uh, it's a huge privilege to be able to go after that. That's what he's talking about, a general celebration along the way. So we got to make sure we grasp that as we go after it. He says, uh, for the ministry of this service is is, uh, not only supplying the need, in verse 12. The ministry is not only supplying the need. Everybody say, not only, right? This is kind of the obvious thing. Like when we're giving, we know we're supplying a need and we're fulfilling in that, right? And we get that. But just so you know, humanitarian efforts are only about supplying to the need. Humanitarian effort is, you show me where the need is, and then I'll just give something to that, and then we're done. And we're just taking care of the physical. And that is not the plan in the church. The plan in the church is, yes, to make sure we're caring for the physical need, but it goes way Beyond that, he says, for the ministry of this service is not only supplying the need of the saints, but it is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. It is overflowing in thanksgiving to God. 
And this is a huge deal. We have to grasp that it is about supplying and overflowing thanksgiving. It is about fulfilling the need in that moment, but it is so much more. It is about getting worship on. That is what it's about. And when we go and give into a need, we are longing to celebrate our God who owns it all, who shared a little with us. We're letting them know of his greatness as we give out into that need. And as they receive that, they are like, this is unbelievable. I love how our God works and I love what he's doing and I can't wait to celebrate him more. Thanks be to God for what's going on. It is not just filling a need. That's humanitarian. The church should never just, hear the word just, never just be about humanitarian effort. Never. And so one of the things we always do is whenever we attach our mission work overseas to something, we make sure there is always a local church there that we're connecting with, always. So that as we exit, there is still a church who can direct people and help people and lead people towards a glorifying of God and a thanking of Him along the way. It will always go through a local church somewhere and trying to raise them up as the centerpiece to being able to point to God Almighty, always. Never just humanitarian work. It is not just the supplying of the need. It is also the overflowing of thanksgiving to God. And all of God's people said. And that is a huge deal for us to get. That this ministry, this celebration is all about our God. And we need to make it all about him as we move through. Now one thing I want to point out, it says for this ministry of the service is not only supplying the needs, next phrase, of the saints. And so what he's really talking here very specifically about is the churches rallying together to care for the churches. This is about believer covering believer and church covering church. That's what this passage is talking about. Now that's not to say that there aren't passages throughout scripture that talk about covering the needs of someone who doesn't know Christ and helping them to be able to grasp the truth of God Almighty. And it's great to do that too. But this specifically is talking about needs within the church and needs known in the community with other believers, that kind of thing. Very specifically that. And then can bleed over into the rest. And uh, may God get all the glory, okay? Constantly celebrating it. And I'll just tell you... um, This past year when we had the hurricane down in Haiti and we were able to bring some monies down there and like we said to you guys before, we brought together some collections and between this church and a handful of other churches, we had about $180,000 collected. And that's a huge deal, man. And uh, within just a week or two here, we had collected 100000 out of this church and uh, 80000 from several other churches. And, and uh, Pastor Steve and myself working with a guy down there and got that guy in place to kind of manage that on the ground down there. And uh, it's a big deal to get all that out. And I'm telling you, when they started planting crops, I don't even remember the exact number, 30-some families getting crops. And when they started planting crops out and the people who were a part of the church are laughing together and celebrating together and their livelihoods are being restored. There are those looking from the outside going, what's going on over there? And and all of a sudden they start to share out of how God works and provides and what he's doing in their life and they begin to partner with and people were drawn towards the church, drawn towards Christ, drawn towards salvation. I'm telling you this, as things get shared out from those who have some to those who have none, God is glorified. 
And all of God's people said, amen, man. It's a huge deal. And um, that was a year ago. What about this week? And uh, so, uh, man, this week was a great celebration time. We're getting the Christmas season off and roaring. For many of us, we're like, it didn't feel like Christmas until Tuesday, you know? And uh, when it's 55, 60 degrees, we have the Florida effect going on where we're like, we're really not sure it's Christmas and we're trying to find the palm trees to put some lights in. You know what I mean? It's kind of a weird December moment. And, but now all of a sudden the cold has snapped. We had a little bit of snow flurry and, and uh, everybody was kind of getting fired up for that. So we had an event yesterday morning, which was the women's gathering. I think we've got some photos for that. And uh, my wife was speaking at it. Just some great time of worship, huge celebration over uh, well, right around 400 women, I think is what the number ended up, right around 400 women here uh, for a Saturday morning for a power time of worship and preach and some great food and fellowship. As you guys laugh together, man, ladies, you don't ever want to miss out on that Christmas gathering. That is always just a rock-solid celebration and uh, just a sweet time of uh, talking and laughing and joking and sharing and being able to worship and praise our God and just giving of people's time and talents and being able to shape into that and lead across and a number of people coming up afterwards in tears and just saying they're working through some things and some tough stories they're going through. And man, this was a sweet moment of reflection for them as they're getting ready for this Christmas season, I'm telling you this, as we give into people's lives, it is amazing how God gets the thanks and all of God's people said. And that was in the morning. And, uh, and then afterwards, the ladies kind of do a thing where you collect the cookies. And I don't exactly even remember how that happened, but I'll just say a number of years back, we started to decide, hey, why not connect the two together? And so these cookies got boxed up and all set aside, very fresh cookies set aside and ready to rock. And in the afternoon, we had a bunch of people from the community come, 302 kids represented as we collected for Giving Tree. And uh, this church collected 302 gifts, and uh, I'm happy to say every one of you brought a gift. Nice job. And uh, way to follow through, man, right? Way to say you're going to do it and then do it. And we had all the gifts brought in, and we were able to then have the families come in. And as they came in and they were getting a box of cookies, or if they were a little larger family, even two boxes of cookies, and uh, being able to walk out with those, and then also be able to pick up gifts for their kids because they were not able to cover those in this season. And, and I'm just telling you, there was a, you can see just from the pics, there was families who were able to have time with their kids where they can have this conversation. There is a God in this world, and there is a church who is fired up about that God, and there is a giving into our family because of that God. Get this, man. The message being given is we know a great and giving God, and we would love to give to you as well. And all of God's people said, and the giving tree, just a sweet time of celebration there, and uh, I just love what God's doing in the place. Let me just say this. Please be praying. There's a handful of families, there always are, a handful of families that weren't able to make it and phone numbers disconnected or whatever as we're now reaching in. We've got some addresses and we're going to be going after that this week and just can't wait to finish the giving into a couple of those families and make much of our God. And I'm just telling you, Giving Tree, it is a sweet opportunity to connect into this community right here behind us and around us and make much of our Savior. I love how much you guys love to give. Uh, when we bring up a need, 
you come running at it full force. And uh, praise God for that, man. Know this. When we give, our job is to recognize not that we give in order to get. Everybody say not that. We are giving in order to be able to give. And we are longing to be able to see Jesus Christ glorified and our God thanked. Man, we are building worshipers. People who learn how to thank their God as we give into the needs. That is what it looks like to give healthily. So let me ask you this. Um, how is your approach to your possessions? Manager or owner? Are you trying to hoard unto self or are you grasping that God has entrusted you and you're looking for those places to give out that he might be glorified and thanked? Manager or owner? I also wrote this. Man, are you seeking a heart of righteousness in the end? Or are you seeking for somebody to say thanks to you? Be careful, it can get very subtle. If we start to give in order to get even the thanks back, what we're really doing is making this all about ourselves. God, may we make this all about you. In the end, may this become a thankfulness for our God, a change in our soul, and us acting as a manager of that which he's entrusted to us, not an owner trying to hoard it all together. And all of God's people said, okay, that's the first step. Second, watch God work through your giving as lives are stirred to worship and God is ultimately glorified. Watch God work through giving as lives are stirred to worship and God is ultimately glorified. You know, we read just a part of this to make sure we understood what was going on, but here we go, starting in verse 13. He says, by their approval of this service, this is the people receiving, being able to say, it is awesome to see what God's been doing. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God, celebrate him, thank him, and praise him because of, ready, here we go, because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ. Are you hearing that? In the end, you being super real and transparent about the greatness of your God and the hope of the gospel message, that's what this is all about. You being able to say, I love the Savior of the universe. His name is Jesus Christ. He has given to me in unbelievable ways. He has come to this earth. He has died. He has risen. My life is changed because of Jesus Christ. Him for me. He has come, he has died, he has risen, and now I have hope. I have life eternal. I confess I am saved, and it is because of Jesus Christ. I have hope. It is because of Jesus Christ. I long for him to be glorified. Man, the moment you take on that plan, I'm telling you this. The people around you that you're giving to or caring for start getting a much clearer picture of what's going on. In fact, in this case, it says, man, they're glorifying God because of your submission. They're like, I recognize that you being saved and Christ doing a work in you has now changed my life. Praise God for that. And uh, man, being able to see a difference in their life as you worship your king. 
Do not keep it a secret. You serve the creator of the universe. His name is Jesus Christ. He is God Almighty. Hear me, man. Almighty. Let that word settle. Can do anything. Your God. And you celebrate him with all you've got. Make much of him. Bring the fanfare. You worship the risen savior of the universe. And you have salvation because of it. Man, lean on him. It says, by their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ. And the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others. Your generosity added on. Notice the word and. So it's like your salvation, your worship, and your generosity. Like you being able to reach in is one of the things that has mattered to them. And it changed their life. And a huge celebration as you're able to make much of him. The generosity that you have, a contribution for them and for all others. In other words, as they see you being able to share it around to the needs that you see, kind of wherever they are. It's not, I have a really one special person I love to give to and I just give to them. Right? It's giving around, being able to spread that around and make much of your king as you go. The generosity of your contribution for them and for all others. It says, while they long for you and pray for you. While they long for you and pray for Remember, these people that you're giving to were not able to cover their need and you're covering it. And there can be a moment where receiving is actually a bit humbling. You're no longer able to handle your problem or cover it. What do you do? And what should your response be when someone gives to you? Just so you know, this gives a really clear answer. Pray for the one who has given to you. And I'll just say it another way. Celebrate on your knees, right? Being able to make your prayer time a massive celebration of who Jesus Christ is. Being able to say, thank you for providing through this other person. And I'm just telling you, some of you in this room, you are huge givers. And and some of you in this room are going through some really tough stuff and there's been more receiving done in your life. And uh, just so you know, if you are a huge giver, ready? Usually you'll have a really hard time then receiving along the way. The reality is you get used to giving. You get used to being the solution. And in fact, it can even get easy to start to want to always be the solution to other people's problems. You want them to recognize you gave into it. And be very careful with that, man. Giving is not so that people think you're awesome. Giving is so that people understand God is awesome. And all of God's people said, amen. It's a huge deal. So if you're a big giver, please hear me. Love you. Love your heart for giving. Make sure you learn to be able to receive, right? And if you're the kind of person who lives life receiving, make sure you're looking for those opportunities where you can give. Don't just go on the take. Don't just go on the receive. It is about a balance in the midst and being able to go after it together. There are moments where we are in need and when people give, man, being able to thank them and thank your God and then drop to your knees in awesome celebration. God, you have this thing in hand. I praise your name. And that is a huge deal. And uh, he's like, just so you know, 
they had nothing else, but man, they gave you their hearts as they prayed for you and they longed for you. He says, because of the surpassing grace of God upon you. He's like, they love that they're seeing the salvation in you. They love that they're seeing wealth given into you. They love that they're seeing the giving spirit given into you. So you're sharing that out. And now across the churches, there is this massive coverage and care. May God get all the glory. Man, that's an awesome moment of celebration. And we need to know that we are constantly celebrating the God who has surpassing grace. Like it is unbelievable what our God gives to us. He lavishes on what we do not deserve. He pours into our soul what we really never had a right to claim. He comes to this earth. He dies and rises. He pours in his very life blood so that you can have eternity with him. Our God then on a daily, moment-by-moment basis, working with you, loving you, shaping your soul, transforming one degree of glory to the next, preparing you for an eternity with him where we can raise hands and celebrate and say these words, my God reigns. My God has it in hand and he has poured into my life. I will not hold on to things and make it all about me. I will make it all about my king. Man, I'm telling you this, giving is worship, and it is worship on fire. Being able to look for those opportunities and privileges to give to your God. Giving first to the Lord, right? Everybody say first to the Lord, right? Giving first to the Lord as you're making sure that as whatever it is has come in for you, whether that be some sort of pay or whatever, you're first cutting it off some to the Lord and making that a give back to him. God, you are so giving to me, I'm giving back to you. And then being able to spend the rest of what God's entrusted to you, being able to save some of that and spend into needs in the family, even enjoying from that with entertainment, being able to spend. God has given that. And there are so many of us, if you were raised in a somewhat legalistic or traditional environment, and uh, I'm there with you, if you were raised in that, there was sort of a thing that got taught that was like, if you spend anything and enjoy anything on you or your fam, you're just wrong. And that is just not biblical. Man, please hear me. First to the Lord, and then being able to cover those needs and be able to enjoy some of what God has given in, that is a huge piece. You go back and you look at the feasts that God had structured, and one of them was all about celebrating that God gives and being able to have nothing but a giant party celebration of our giving God. Make sure that you're enjoying along the way. And then with that which is left and remains, giving over and above that God might be glorified even all the more. First to the Lord, covering the needs and the savings and whatever in the fam. And then even with over and above, lavishing it on your God, over and above, that God might get all the overflow of thanksgiving. Make sure you've got that plan locked in. Make sure you as a family have that plan locked in. And you're ready to go after it with all you've got. Um, The last piece here, he says, thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. For his inexpressible gift. In other words, Paul's like, I do not have words to explain to you how awesome Jesus Christ is. 
I, I just can't bring it up enough to you. I, I'm just telling you, my God is stunning. And, and so when you take a look across all of 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, please hear me. We have a God who's calling us to grasp that he owns it, not us. He owns it, not us. We're just managers. There's a plan in play, first to the Lord and then spending into what we have as a family needs and then being able to give over and above, all for God's glory. And as we give into those needs around us, giving not to say, man, I'm an awesome guy, huh? Not that at all. But as we give, instead to say, man, as God has provided to me, so I'm providing to you. Love you, and I just want to care for this need. Please let me tell you this. I serve the risen Savior, and I'm just sharing a little bit of what he shared with me. Can't wait to let you know about it. May God get all the glory. Man, I'm telling you, this begins to build a thankfulness and a worship like you would not believe. Simple summary. Ready? Give according to what God has given to you. Live according to what God has given you, right? And America's rule is live well beyond your means, give nothing. Eh, if you start feeling really bad for yourself and you see one of those really bad needs on TV, give to one of those every once in a while and then you can feel good and move on, right? So not the plan. Live according to what God has given you. Don't spend beyond. Don't get yourself in wild debt. Don't be trying to live on the monthly payment game because you can't afford what it is you have and be super careful with that, man. And if you've gotten to a point where that's eating you up, it could be it's time to let some of those things go and set that down. Get that sold. Get those debts removed. Man, be careful if you're starting to live everything on the, I'm paying monthly to have it. I really don't have the money to own it. That's a really bad plan, okay? Be careful with that. And so make sure you're living wisely. Live according to what God has given you. And ready? And give according to what God has given you. May God get all the glory. And all of God's people say That's what it looks like for us to worship our King, not to hoard unto ourselves and declare it as so worthwhile that I won't do anything else I'm called to. But instead, God, I am ready to celebrate you. Show me the needs. May I give in my first time giving. And may God get all the glory along the way. 